welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. And today's show, guys, I promise you, of all of our thousands of shows, this will be one of our best shows ever. Why? Because I wrote it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, now. But, Julie, <laughs> that was a good intro. But Julie, but Julie normally I agree, writes though. the content. Julie normally writes the content for all of our shows. But I had my a bee in my bonnet the other day, and I wrote this one outline for it anyway. And, and I'll tell you what, guys, what we're focusing on here is how to know if your real estate market is changing. We've been telling all of you that your real estate market is changing, but I am remiss, and Julie is as well, for not helping you to clearly understand how you can become a master of your market, knowing where to look, looking for the cracks, knowing how to know for sure, because a lot of you guys just look in the MLS or you rely on other agents' opinions. Well, that's not good enough. You need to know for a fact, and we're going to tell you exactly how we know what we look out for um, when we're having the backs of all of our coaching clients because that is our job. We have to be way, way ahead of the curve for all of you so we can be preparing you guys for what's next in the market. It is easy and lazy for us just to focus on what today's market is. We need to be focused so we have your backs. We need to be focused on what's coming your way. And I'm here to tell you, and, and, and I know this is going to sound a little doomy and gloomy, but without a doubt, there's not a shadow of doubt at this point, and none of you, and after you read these, listen to these points, you'll do your own homework and you'll confirm what I'm telling you, the market is shifting. I was just on a phone with one of the top agents in L.A., and he told me he just met with his broker, who was a very famous broker in L.A., and they had coffee, and they were talking about the fact that in L.A., in these markets where everyone thinks things sell overnight, oh, let's say $1.5 million and less, the markets are dramatically slowing down, slowing down at a pace that people don't really even understand. Now, most of the country, who cares about L.A.? Because generally speaking, when there's a notable slowdown that's happening in real estate, it happens in your major markets first. It happens in Miami. And if you don't know what's going on in Miami, same thing. It happens in New York City. That market's been in slowdown mode for at least two years. It happens in L.A., and then you start seeing it creep into other markets around the country. So that is what's happening. You know, what happens in those major markets today is what's going to happen in your market tomorrow or six months from now. So you need to be prepared, and it's our job to help you be prepared. So we're going to be going through all the specific ways that you can basically write these points down. Brokers, office managers, make sure you use this. Post this on your break room if you have one. Post this on your, you know, whatever. Share it with all the agents. They need to be educated. This information is incredibly critical. Um, so, Julie, before we get to it, I think you have a shout-out for um, yeah. someone you want to recognize, one of our clients, I believe. I do, but we're going to keep this one a little bit anonymous because I've also spoken with this person personally, and he doesn't want his competition to know just what he's up to. He's going to plan on them finding out the hard way by him being the dominant <laughs> listing agent, but uh, he'll know who he is. He is on the East Coast, and uh, he writes, Hi, Julie and Tim. Thank you so much for your help. He's one of our uh, newer premier coaching members. Thanks so much for your help yesterday. I have to share this, and believe me, I am not the expressive type, so I really, really mean this. <laughs> it's so refreshing to hear your advice to clients. I'm currently listening to your recordings, your coaching calls in the pre-listing package section of the premier website. 
Now, at first I wanted to pull out every strand of hair on my head. You know whose coaching system I was following, and now that I look back, it's clear that the rigidity of that system cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. An expensive lesson. However, I will never allow that to happen again. Just this week alone, I have a buyer under contract, attended a listing appointment, and set a new listing appointment for Monday with my new mindset. That's the result from just listening. I haven't had the chance to implement the systems just yet since I am restarting my business after a year and a half in limbo. Thanks for the work you do. You guys are awesome. So we really appreciate the nice kudos and shout out. And, you know, when I was speaking with this client yesterday, the question was, what makes what you guys do so different than some of the um, organizations that he had been involved in? And we were just chatting a little bit about the difference between having actually sold real estate at a really high level and developing scripts that are not stagnant. You know, I'm updating our Just Listed, Just Sold script, for example. That's about to be posted on the Premier website later today. Uh, and a hot market script and a changing market script. They're not stagnant, and they were written to be, you know, direct but effective and to drill down on certain items that make it easier for you to close. And that really resonated with him, Tim, because he had kind of confessed that he was using a lot of the old stuff that used to work but had stopped working for him, and he had experienced some beating of the head into the wall, if you will. And so now he's jumping in, doing things like the pre-listing package and all of that great stuff. So thanks for that email. We really appreciate it. And I always say coaching is only as great, the podcast is only as great as what you actually do with it. So get to implementing. Back to you, Tim. So, guys, I'm going to set up today's uh, content with asking you this one question. And those of you who have been listening to us for a long time, you've heard this before. But in my mind, this is one of the most powerful ways that you can kind of like unplug your ego and focus in on, you know, cut through all your own bullshit, basically, your own head junk. And you can focus on really what really freaking matters, okay? So here it is. Here's my question. And, again, I'm being completely honest with you guys. This is a question I ask myself to keep myself in check. And, you know, Julie and I have conversations that are similar to this. Um, so if you knew for sure, if you knew for sure that six months from now uh, everything was going to change, the markets were going to completely change, everything was going to slow down, inventory was going to pile up, uh, financing was going to become a pain in the ass, uh, people were going to be going into foreclosure like crazy, people are going to be defaulting on their car loans, it's 2007 all over again, 2008, 2009, all over again. Some of you guys lived through that. If you knew for sure that that was going to happen six months from now, a year from now, and there's no doubt in your mind, you're not going to overanalyze it. This is just basically a mindset game, guys. You're not going to overanalyze it. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to know that's for sure. You just had this little glimpse into the future, and you know for sure that you know six months, a year from now, everything's going to change. What different things would you be doing now? That's the question, right? What would you be doing differently now? What specific things would you implement? But more important, what would you stop wasting your time on? That's, see, that's, guys, that cuts through the bullshit, doesn't it? So if you knew for sure that six months or a year from now that everything was going to change, it was going to be if you guys were selling real estate back during the crash or the reset. I mean, Julie and I have been in this business for basically 20 years, a little longer than that, and we've been through three or four recessions, nothing like the one from 07 to 09. A good argument could be made that we've never actually pulled ourselves out of it, that we're going to be slipping back into something that's even significantly worse over the next six months to a year and a half. There's different projections on it. 
you know, I don't know if it's true or not, guys. I have no idea. We could be in for a long-term bull run. We could be in for decades of incredibly ever-increasing economic situations. Australia has had 20 years now of positive economic growth, 20 years. The United States' typical cycle was seven, eight, nine years, and then you have a recession. Well, we're now entering in the ninth year uh, in recovery, and uh, we're not in a recession. A recession is two quarters of negative economic growth, Okay. Negative economic growth. I want you guys to focus on that, and I promise I won't nerd out on you. A lot of the negative economic growth will stem from, because it is going to happen, from the slowing of home sales. Because when a house sells, how many other people get paid? I mean, everywhere, everyone, right? Hundreds of people get paid. That's just to close the thing. And then after that, you have all the money that people typically spend after they close. Those, you know, the decks and the window coverings and the movers and the this and that and the other thing. So if you see a slowdown in real estate, it is a guarantee that there's going to be slowdowns in other aspects of the economy. And that's happening now. So, you know, I want you really to ask yourself that question. I know some of you are frigging terrified because you lived through the last crash. You, you survived. You built yourselves back up. Some of you have made the mistake. I want to be very clear. You have too big a teams. You have too many staff members. You have overextended yourself with buying too many, uh, you know, things. You have too much debt. You have way too many uh, paid lead generators. You've never actually learned how to generate your own business. You should be freaking terrified because if the market slows down, how much, how many months of uh, savings do you have? How deep into your retirement account are you going to be willing to go to keep your business structure afloat? During the last crash, and I know we're the only ones telling you this, guys, okay, and I know we get shit every time we say this because we're going against the dogma of real estate nowadays where everyone's saying build a team, everyone's saying build an expansion team, everyone's saying buy buyer leads, everyone's saying worry about your brand. We're not because we lived through it with all of you before. And I saw the ramifications of a lot of the decisions, the same decisions you guys have been making, a lot of you have been making in terms of building your real estate practices. You need to seriously ask yourself if you knew for sure that six months, 12 months from now, that things were going to be completely different. What are the decisions that you'd be making today? What would you be doing differently? And most importantly, what would you stop doing? That's where I want you guys to hover because the stop doing list you guys, a lot of you have been doing some really wackadoodle stuff. Right? We have new coaching clients that will join us, and I'm hearing you guys tell us all the website stuff, the paid lead generation stuff, the buyer agent stuff, the this, the that, the other thing. Those things may have worked okay during an increasing, improving real estate market, but they will not work the other way around. And if you're not ahead of that curve, you will it's not going to be good for you. You guys get the point. I mean, Julie, I don't want to belabor this and make this whole call feel like a doom and gloom type thing, yeah. but that is our job. I mean, it's our job as your coach to tell you what you don't want to hear when you don't want to hear it, and it's our job to make sure we tell it to you at the highest level so it actually penetrates your egos and gets into your brains so that when there is an inevitable slowdown, you and your family are not hurt. I mean, Julie, can you say it any clearer uh, than I that, mean, or you just want to get to our point? We're just trying to have their backs. <laughs> I mean, really, at the end That's of the day. It. We're letting you know that we're seeing some things happen, and we're going to use the next uh, couple of podcasts here to give you some tools so you can monitor your own personal local situation. It's highly likely that you're going to have a bit of a bifurcated market yourself where certain price ranges and certain neighborhoods are still doing very well, multiple offers, overbidding, that kind of thing, while other neighborhoods are starting to crack or other segments like the condo market are going to see changes. So um, how do you know what's happening in your real estate market? 
okay? And why should so, you so care? You, well, it's I know. I'm, I'm just saying it's going to affect their pricing, their communication. It really touches everything that you do and how you do it. So let's get into how will they know? Let's start out with NODs. Track are the notice of defaults increasing or decreasing. And again, you can apply all of this to certain price ranges, zip codes, neighborhoods, areas. You may be in a town where certain zip codes, they are increasing, but maybe in your own backyard, they're not. Does that make sense, Tim? But it's something to monitor. It, okay, but we want to preface notice of defaults. The banks game them. Okay, Notice of defaults in most states are supposed to be after someone's missed two or three payments. Julie, you and I have been on coaching calls all morning, but I'll tell you, in Reno, Nevada, Mm-hmm. I just had Joe, who is who is listening. I won't say his last name. All of our personal coaching clients, we do not share their information unless we have their permission to. But anyway, so he in in this beautiful area in Reno, where there's a lot of multimillionaires live, he decided to go kersplunking for notice of defaults. He wanted to look for notice of defaults, and he found nine. He contacted one of them and ended up, by the way, listing and selling the property to a very famous actor, but that's aside the point. And uh, that, no, that property had been in default for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. 10 freaking years. Now, How? here's what the banks do. So this is the reason the notice default data. A lot of people will treat it like it's, oh, it's the authority, notice defaults, let's watch that. You can't because the banks aren't filing notice of defaults after, six, or after 60 or 90 days. Why? Because they then have to report that as some – I'm not a banker. I'm not an accountant. I'm just giving you the loose understanding of it. When it gets reported as a notice of default, that then send ripples up through the, the, the rest of the system, and that becomes like a different kind of debt on their balance sheets. If there's too much of that, then the banks themselves might fall under a higher level of scrutiny and, and who knows what. So what the banks have done, and we've, it, this is documented, provable, Google it if you don't believe me, is they do not file the notice of defaults like they traditionally did prior to the recession. You could have people that have lived in their houses for years and basically have been in default the whole time. Those folks are not going to show up when you do a notice of default search, so just remember that. So the way for you to go about doing it is do search for notice of defaults, but remember that it's not the whole picture. Point number two, and this is really a powerful way of knowing what's going on in your marketplace. This is the reason we want every single one of you having your finger on the pulse of what's going on with BPO orders. I know some of you are too busy and you don't want to do the BPOs yourself. I get that. I'm not going to you know, tell you whether that's smart or not. I'm just going to stay focused on the fact that BPO requests have been dramatically increasing. All of you guys who are doing BPOs, I know you don't want me telling other agents that's a great way for you for them to make money, but just bottom line, guys, BPOs are ordered for a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, when you're a BPO agent and you get the flavor for them, when you start doing more of them, you'll then start figuring out that a lot of BPOs are being ordered right now because the increase in people missing payments. So the, the process works that when someone misses a payment, typically it's one payment, the bank will order a BPO. They want to find out if the house is occupied. They want to see the condition of the house. They want the information on what's going on. The agent doing the BPO is not supposed to tell the seller. It's just you know something that's done that the seller doesn't even know about. And then that then will be a trigger usually of a default. We know historically that when someone misses one payment, something like 90 or 95% of the time, they never get their mortgage caught back up. Something like two payments, it's pretty much forget about it. So what we're seeing is a dramatic increase in BPOs. We've seen that happening. It started probably about 18 months ago, and now it's 
uh, spreading across the country. You're not going to hear about this on CNBC. You're not going to hear about this on Bloomberg. You're not going to hear about this on Inman. You're not going to hear about this anywhere else but here. And the reason we know about it is because we have literally thousands of agents that are doing literally hundreds of thousands of BPOs per year. That is the best early indicator of what's coming next. Julie, point number three. Point number three is related. What is the purpose of the BPOs? Okay, are you seeing and BPO agents? You'll know this because it'll say, "Do you typically see a lot of them for refinance or to establish value?" You know, what is the actual point of the BPOs? So pay attention to that. And if you guys are not personally doing BPOs, make sure that you are talking to agents and colleagues that can tell you this data. This comes out a lot in our premier call, Tim, so they're going to hear some of that there. Okay, next, number four, price reductions, one of your leading indicators. Not just are they happening, but in what price ranges, in what areas. Typically right now we're seeing a lot of price reductions in areas that are being killed by new construction. So the resale sellers are trying to compete with potentially a better, newer, you know, you know, more interesting product for buyers in most cases. We're seeing a lot of price reductions, especially in the higher end. We're seeing price reductions in the condo markets. Um, and I, Tim, I don't know if you're hearing this from your agents, but I'm also seeing it in some surprising areas where agents are taking something with using the last highest best comp that was pushing it, that was lucky to appraise. They thought it was priced right, thought they get multiple offers, and all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe we're a little too high. Maybe we're pushing the limit too much. So price reductions, you get that in your hot sheets. It's easy to set it up and monitor it. Point number five, number of expireds. This is a fun one to watch because it's a great honey hole for your prospecting, for you cherry-picking your next listings. So the number of expireds, is it increasing or decreasing? And what is happening in your individual price segments, zip codes, and areas? Again, just like NODs, just like you know, foreclosure, pre-foreclosure, and even BPO orders, it's possible for you to have multiple things happening in different directions in your same town, right? So one zip code might be on fire. Everything still seems to have low days on the market and hardly any price reductions. And maybe the one next to it has expired price reductions and lots of BPO orders. You're just going to Julie, have to know locally what's going on. Go ahead. Let's drill, let's drill down on expires. If you all are not uh, – boy, I've been in Texas now for five years, I'm saying. If, I'm saying you all. <laughs> if you all are not drilling down on learning how to master the art of listing or hunting or prospecting, if hunting's too aggressive of a word for you, and uh, converting uh, expires, you are going to miss one of the biggest, easiest opportunities to make money. And I mean easy in the sense that there's going to be a ton of opportunity for it. And I want to just take a half step back and talk about the BPOs. If you're not doing BPOs, I know I gave some of you a hall pass if you were, quote-unquote, too busy. But if you're not doing BPOs, here's what you're also going to miss. Not only are you going to miss early indications that the market's changing, but you're probably also going to miss out on the opportunity to list REOs. Oftentimes, because the um, – and if you guys were in the business back 10 years ago, you know, you know this. We were one of the first companies to start teaching agents how to do short sales and REOs. And all the best REO accounts got gobbled up by, say, 2010. And it, all that's going to start again, I promise you. It's all going to start again. In your market, it may have already started. And the best gateway for you to get into those REOs is by doing BPOs. If you are absolutely slammed and you don't have time to do BPOs, consider hiring someone to do the BPOs for you. You know, we can show you guys how to hire a virtual assistant for no more than like maybe fifteen to $1,800 a month, and you can have that person just doing BPOs for you all day long and then have somebody else go out and take pictures for you. You want to approve the BPO prior to it getting sent in, but that 
that is a killer way for you to start making money. On average, well, in this market, probably you're going to get 50 to 75 bucks per BPO. So you can easily have the assistant pay for themselves. You can easily use this great service like Cloud CMA to basically have the assistant, maybe even you know the virtual assistant, even pound out the CMAs for you. So I'm sorry, the BPOs. You guys are getting the point here, right? You need to start be think. You need to think about the opportunities in front of you, but you need to be looking at the horizon along with us. So when it happens, when things do change, you are you're anticipating it. You're excited about it. If it takes a little bit longer for there to be a noticeable shift in your market, you're who cares? So what? You're still ready for it, right? Hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. That is the, uh, something we definitely live by. by. And I want to remind all of you guys: if you've not downloaded your real estate treasure map, if you've not completed your business plan, if you've not yet grabbed your coaching call with one of our new member coaches to get started on the business plan, what the heck are you waiting for? Go to free coaching calls for agents.com. This is urgent, immediate information that you all need now. Free coaching calls for agents.com. And remember, just by filling out that form, you're going to uh, get all six of those books, including my two favorites personally. It's uh, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and the Real Estate Treasure Map. Next point, my dear. All right, perfect. And this one is kind of interesting. The number of for sale by owners, is it increasing or is it decreasing? Oddly, the number of for sale by owners or unrepresented sellers increasing can be an indication of a slowing market. Owners not wanting to accept that their property is worth less than they think might try for sale by owners and becoming a for sale by owner. And I'll tell you, Tim, that is spot on for a lot of the reports that I'm getting from our premier coaching clients, from our private coaching clients, reporting on the Facebook page. Here's a phenomenon we're already seeing. Many of the for sale by owner appointments that our agents are going on are expired. Their expireds turned FISBO. Why is it? Yep. Because they're resisting, because they don't want to hear another price reduction script from another agent. They're not yet willing to accept that they can't actually get 10% over the highest best previous sale who was 10% over their highest best previous sale. Okay, so lots of expireds turned for sale by owners. That doesn't mean it's not still an opportunity. You just have to sharpen your skills know your stats and show them. And Tim, I'm going to re-research. One of my Chicago agents uh, reminded me, uh, NAR usually has some reports on the, um, you know, the real truth about being a for sale by owner that statistically, I think the last report I saw, they sell for in four months longer to sell and for 17% less. But we're going to work on updating that because once a for sale by owner hears that, why would you continue with that sign in the yard? I mean, well, but here's the reality. It is true that they take less and take longer. Go ahead. Here's the reality, guys. And this happened before. This is just history repeating itself. This is not new information if you've been in the business for, you know, since really 05. Most folks that purchase houses in the last, say, three years, how much money did they put down, guys? 5%, 10%. There were programs in San Francisco, one of the most expensive inflated markets on the face of the earth, where people were putting down 3%. Right. So what happens when those houses depreciate? What happens when that, you know, $800,000 house now that you put down, say, I don't know, 80000 and now you have a 720000 in the mortgage? What happens when that house is worth, say, six seventy-five? What happens after the seller then you meet with the seller and they realize that, you know, they have to lower their price? They have to basically bring a check to closing or do a short sale? You guys see what we're entering into? That's the market we're entering into. It takes skills to succeed in this market. You have to know how to have those conversations. You have to know how to solve these sellers' problems. You can't just keep your head in the sand hoping that everything's going to be, you know, the glory years for another 10 years. Probably won't. 
Every indication that I'm seeing tells me that we're in a, another historic market shift happening now. You guys asked me, and this is the reason I, mo- I was motivated to write today's show, um, you asked me how to know. You asked me how I know. We're telling you. We're giving you the actual facts. You can, you can analyze it. You can be in denial about it. You can question it. You can hope and pray that we're wrong. You can do all those things. And the only reason you're doing that is because you're resisting uh, your need to have a new skill set, to update your skill set. Or you believe, and this is the fallacy of a lot of people, not just in real estate, you believe that you could only make money when the market's going one direction. You believe that you can only make money when the market's headed up. That's what you believe because that's what everyone else believes. That's what everyone's told you. But I'm here to tell you that the easiest times, the best times to build substantial wealth is during the greatest times of change. And we're entering into one of those now, no doubt. So during a great time of change, when you have the skill set that other people don't have and you're willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, you will be inundated with opportunity. And I'm not just telling you guys that because I read it in a book. I'm telling you that because we live through it. We coach some of the nation's top agents. Look, whatever happens next and whenever it happens, make it so that you're prepared for it. Make it so that you can be of service to as many people. Make it so you can live your highest and truest purpose, which is helping other people. And for God's sake, make it so you can get rich. What the hell is wrong with that? Not a damn thing. You guys heard stories about people buying stuff during the last crash for, you know, 20% of what it's worth now, it's coming again. What are you doing about it? Are you carrying a bunch of overhead because you're buying a bunch of leads to feed a bunch of buyer agents that basically will be as loyal to you as a feral cat? We just had one of those on our property, by the way. (laughs) That's the reason I thought of that. Better, took care of her, put a heating pad out. She had kittens. Then she left. (laughs) Yeah, she gave us five kittens who we all found out all had ringworm. Okay, we kept that. feeding this feral cat. We kept on feeding this feral cat because Julie was like, and her well, she has, to bre- she has to breastfeed her kittens. We've got to make sure we do. And what did she do? As soon as those things were even slightly weaned, she's gone. Never saw her again. <laughs> you know, and we're stuck with these little kittens with, with ringworm. If you want a kitten and you're anywhere near Austin, Texas, let us know. Get <laughs> we got the market cornered. Well, but guys, I'm telling you this to make you laugh, but the truth is, is your buyer agents, man, don't believe they're not just going to be like mama cat and leave you with the ringworm kittens. They're going to do the same thing. That's what people do. They're going to look out for themselves. You guys have to be overprepared. Learn from, learn from history. If you've not been in the business long enough and you don't know anybody personally that basically went through a crash – if you just literally have no relationship whatsoever to what I'm telling you, you're a millennial, you may have heard the real estate crash stories, but you weren't in the industry long enough to see the horrible effect it had on so many individual agents, I mean, in more ways than just financial. You know, If you haven't lived through that, here's a little Chinese proverb for you. A smart man learns from his mistakes. A brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. Don't wait around to be caught in your own personal shitstorm before you decide to actually take the actions that we're asking you to ask. They're asking you to take. It's not that complicated. Just be prepared, guys. Look, I am going to hit you guys between the eyes every single podcast because you guys are hardheads, and I know we need to be really direct with you so you'll take action on this information because we want to save you guys from experiencing unnecessary hardship. That is our mission on this podcast, to help you. You guys get that. I know you do. That's the reason we have over 100,000 of you that listen on a regular basis. But here's your homework for this. 
it's great that we motivated you. It's great that we excited you. It's great that we elicited some kind of emotion within you. But if you don't take action on that, we just wasted a half hour of our lives, and you just wasted a half hour of yours. So take action on it, guys. We're going to pick up where we left off today, tomorrow, and we're going to go over the rest of these points. And then, guys, please take action on this. Don't wait for the market to change. Don't wait for the, everyone to know that the market shifted. Smart people take actions ahead of time. I'm giving you the tea leaves. I'm giving you the crystal ball. I'm giving you the tools to do your own homework. Now, for God's sake, take action on it. If you need Julie and I for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Anything, anytime, whether you're a coaching member or not, if you need help, let us know. Have a great day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.